And I'll read something from Hafiz. I heard God laughing. You better start kissing me. Throw away all your begging bowls at God's door. For I have heard the beloved prefer sweet, threatening shouts. Something of the order of, Hey, beloved, my heart is a raging volcano of love for you. You better start kissing me or else. (laughs) Or else what? (laughs) I don't know. Just as or else. Um, I heard God laughing. It's a great book. I mean, the way he writes in, in this particular group of poems is just amazingly humorous, fun. It makes uh, the whole pathway much lighter and easier to, to approach than what some teachers have done in the past, where it's so serious and challenging and, and whatever. Would you like to start? Sure. Yeah. So... One of the things that we hope you really realize in what we do here in Interlight Ministries is that what we really teach is a pathway of life itself. The meditation we do, the teachings we present, are not just to make us feel better, but really they are about life itself. And even though we call this a pathway of light and sound and we do guided meditations like we just did, doing those is the way to awaken to the truth of what that is. So make no mistake, this is not just something to do for relaxation, although it does promote relaxation. This is not just something to make your physical life better, although it can make your physical life better. And the same mentally and emotionally. Because the more you focus on the truth of life itself, that loving that life is will awaken in you. And the more you allow that to awaken within you by doing the pathway of life, the pathway of loving, the more benefit you're going to get on all those other levels. But it's not about waking up to the mind, the emotions, and the body, even though that takes place in this. This really is a path of awakening to the truth of life itself, to that beingness we call God or divine or spirit, all-knowing, conscious awareness, consciousness. All those different words are synonymous for the truth of life itself, the absolute pure being of what life is and what it's made up of. So this is a pathway of truth. The fun thing is that it's so simple, that it is simple to wake up, that it is simple to know, it is simple to love. And in the simplicity is where we discover that greater truth. So look to the simplicity. Awaken to the truth through the simplicity. When you find yourself becoming enmeshed in the minds, the turmoil of the emotions, getting caught up in the distractions and the busyness and all the activities of this physical existence, just know that the more you find yourself getting caught up in all that, the further you are away from the greater knowing of the truth of life itself. But know that all we have to do is simply give our attention, our attention to the divine, to that inner light, to that inner truth. That's how simple it is. By simply focusing your attention into that inner light, into the inner sounds, to awaken to the truth of life itself. 
it's been kind of fun the last couple of weeks. Jim and I have been talking a little bit about the physical death of a body. And we've been having a little bit of fun with that. If people heard us joking around lately, they might think quite strange the way we've been joking around. But in the joking around, I even made a statement with Jim. said, is life about dying or is death about living? And I go, maybe it's a little bit of both. Because in the dying, we awaken to the greater life. But in the living, we awaken not only to death, but beyond death to the greater life. This spiritual pathway through all the ages has been talked about in so many different ways. And all those different ways are the ways that it can be experienced. But they are all simply, in this physical world, descriptions, acts of communication, some way to transmit that inner radiant truth, somehow to awaken the soul in this physical consciousness, to wake up and truly know the life beyond death of the physical body, to know the life in the physical body, to know that the physical body is not the truth of the spirit of life itself. But in this physical body, that spirit of life, it gives it life. And just because the body dies does not mean that life dies. Life cannot die. Life goes on. Life simply moves from one experience to another because we as soul truly are that living life. We truly cannot die. But in this realm of illusion of time and space, it certainly appears that way. That's the learning, that's the experience that comes with this creation. But in that, there's a great awakening. There's a greater knowing that as we move through the illusion of death itself, the soul becomes more awakened aware to the greater beingness of God in all things, in all of creation. We come to know through walking through death itself that we do not die. And that is an amazing, amazing experience. We've heard different stories of near-death experiences. I like to joke around and call them near-life experiences. Because truly, when we go through that experience of where the physical body dies, and yet we come back and know that truly there has been no death. We have simply awakened to a greater expansion or experience of life itself. Some of us in here may have had the experience of near death where we've woken up on another level, another realm of consciousness, to know that we are alive even though the body has gone through what it's gone through what we call death. And then all of a sudden, here we are, finding ourselves back in this body. But yet, this is the very same process upon which we do daily when we do the meditation that we do here in Inner Light Ministries, dying the little death daily. That as we do the meditation, we literally begin to awaken and go through that process in which the body dies and where the soul goes and what the soul experiences that is beyond the death of the physical body. Believe me, when you begin to awaken to the greater truth without having to die, the fear of death itself begins to dissolve. It is in the dissolution of that fear of death where we awaken to the greater truth. As long as there is any little bit of fear of death within us, it still holds us in the bonds of illusion. It entraps the soul in such a way that yet 
we cannot awaken to the greater truth of the fullness of life itself. So just know that as you do this meditation, gradually, slowly, you'll awaken beyond the illusion of the death of the body and beyond the fear of what that death is. Because the fear automatically dissolves when we come to know the greater truth of life itself. And that's what this meditation practice is that we teach here, is awakening to that greater truth of life itself. Because when you awaken to that, you will really come to know and no longer fear this thing we call death. It's just an amazing process, this world of darkness. But yet the light of soul of who we are is what brings the light into the darkness. And in that darkness, we come to know the greater light of who we are. Because when we look into the world and see nothing but darkness, we begin to realize truly there's nothing here. There's nothing here. This is but a realm of an illusion. There's nothing truly here. When we begin to realize that there is nothing here, when we begin to feel the emptiness, the aloneness in that darkness, in that state of unconsciousness, that is when we begin to look more desperately sometimes, but truly more longingly to know the greater truth, to know that we're not separate and alone, to know that there is something beyond the nothingness, beyond the darkness. And that's a great motivator. That's a great inspiration to see, and if anything, to become desperate in that nothingness. Because in that will move us and encourage us to begin to seek, to seek after the truth, to know that which is beyond the nothingness. And it, it is in that seeking that inspires us, that moves us. And that is the very essence and that movement of loving itself that brings us into the greater knowing. Because it is through the movement of loving that the awareness comes. Knowingness comes through the movement of loving. It is not a place of stagnation. It is not by sitting inside in meditation and asking questions of the mind. That is not true knowing. That is just simply the mind trying to figure things out. True knowing comes through awakening to the movement of loving and life itself. In that movement, you will come to know you will awaken, but you've got to focus on the movement of the loving itself. So if you find yourself in meditation, beginning to go into prayer or asking God for this and that, trying to figure your life out, trying to get solution to all the problems in your life, begin to focus in a different way. Begin to let go of those concerns and worries and fears. Begin to focus more at the seat of the soul, to, into the soul itself. Believe me, when you begin to get more in touch with that, the more the problems of the world to seem to work out. They don't just seem to work out, they do work out. Because when you begin to tap more into the truth and that movement of loving of who you are, it is in that movement that life works, that everything in your life begins to work out mentally, emotionally, and physically, things just begin to sort themselves out. That's what life is. That's part of the journey and the discovery. 
that as we discover that greater river of loving, and that as we choose and move our consciousness more into that, where we live it more fully, day to day, breath to breath, moment to moment, that all those things we've concerned ourselves with, we've worried about, that we've been in fear around, those things just begin to dissolve or come into alignment or simply disappear in such a way that we never even needed to concern ourselves in the first place. And that's where we begin to look and laugh at ourselves. My God, what was it I was so worried about? Why was I so concerned about these things that were going on in my life that I thought had such a great impact upon who I am and what I'm doing in this world? How come? Why do these things go on? Those are the answers that begin to come in as we live the greater truth of who we are. And sometimes the answer simply is so that we can awaken to know that it was but an illusion. Just the knowing of that, that there really was nothing to concern yourself with in the first place, is a stage of spiritually awakening. I hope you guys hear that one. Does that make sense? Sometimes that is the answer that truly all you need. To know that it really is just an illusion, and then you can laugh. You may be upset at first that you spent so much time and put so much energy into these things. But then again, if you didn't do that, you would not have lived out that experience to come to that greater knowing. So don't judge the process. Also, don't avoid the process. Participate. Experience. And always look to the loving, because eventually the loving will awaken you to see the falseness, the illusion, and all these different things in this realm of illusion. But that's the journey. That's the awakening, to know what is truth and what is but illusion. And then have yourself a good laugh. I really mean that. Have yourself a good laugh. Begin to laugh at life. Laugh even in the face of death. Laugh in the face of your most awful fears that run within you. Begin to laugh, because in the laughing is where you'll begin to shake those realms of illusion that you are living within you. The shaking that takes place in the laughter is one of the greatest services that you can do or provide for yourself. To laugh at the illusion. To laugh at the truth. Because the truth itself is divine. It is joy. It is humorous. It is a wonderful, playful-like state of consciousness and being. That the true child of God is laughter, is joyfulness, is divine beingness and expression. If you could hear the inner sounds and the laughter that the inner sounds makes within you, the more you choose into living that, the more it will shake away those things that would want you to be serious and rigid, caught up in, believing the darkness, the false concepts and philosophies of the world. The laughter will begin to shake that free where you no longer will allow yourself to be caught up in the belief systems of the mind, the emotions, and the body. That's the journey, the road to freedom. It's one of laughter. 
It's one of shaking things up within inside of yourself in such a way that you can move more fully into the loving that you are. So the laughter and the shaking I'm speaking of is one that is gentle, that is nurturing, that is caring, that is taking care of yourself, that you may live and discover that greater loving within you. And as you live that, the more laughter begins to live within you. The more it begins to shake loose, even those little subtle areas of attachments and darkness that still reside within. So keep laughing, keep loving. That's why I love the LAPH acronym that we teach in Inner Light Ministries. I think it's very appropriate because that's the freedom of the soul when we can live in that joy and that laughter. That's when we wake up and realize the greater divine light and sound of who we truly are. And when we realize that, there is no greater truth. In a sense, the journey is complete. But once that journey is complete, that we've awakened to know the fullness of that truth, then life goes on. The journey continues. But now the journey continues in a whole different way than what it was up to that point. Because now that we are awake to that greater truth of loving, now it is a journey of living the loving, living the truth. And in living that loving, we awaken and expand more and more. And in living that loving, in our own awakening, we also begin to assist in awakening others. But we don't do it for that reason. We do it for the reason of loving God. And loving God is the awakening. And loving God is the awakening with each one of us. So live that loving. Laugh your way to God. And God will laugh all the way with you. Well, it's interesting. Um, when I was meditating early this morning, I was working with a group of people, and one lady came rushing up amongst the crowd and said, how is it we can believe anything you say? How do we know it's really true? You've done this since you were a child, and you say that we can do this too, but is there anybody else that can do this besides you that learned it later on so that we have a demonstration of that. And immediately in the group, somebody stood up at the very back, and it was Brian. And he came forward and he said, I can claim that I didn't know anything up until just a few years ago about all this, and yet I'm a living demonstration of this pathway and that it does truly work, that it truly does awaken us into the divine that we are. And then another person raised their hand in the group and another until the woman said, okay, okay, so I guess I just have to do it then, right? And I said, that's the key. It's in the doing. We can talk, we can share, we can answer all the questions you ever have come forward. It's not ever going to happen for you in that way. You can listen to CDs, you can go to retreats, you can walk a million miles and still not be where you want to be inside. It's sit down and do the true devotion. It isn't work, it's devotion. It's developing that loving 
bringing forward and awakening into the divine loving that you have within yourself and allow it to begin to stir and to move and to awaken you and to bring you awake into the divine knowing of who you are as soul. That's the key. Just like everything else in the world, if you want to succeed, if you want to fulfill something, you've got to do the work. If you want to be great in sports, you have to practice. You have to get out and do in order to be great. If you want to be good in your career, you've got to get the education, you've got to get the training, you've got to get the knowledge, you've got to put the practice in in order to be good in that career. If you want to be a good husband or wife, you have to apply yourself there. You have to pay attention. You can't just walk up to the altar and say, I do, and consider it done, and not ever do anything else beyond that point and find success in a marriage. It's an everyday event of paying attention, giving attention, receiving attention. And that's what meditation is. It's a daily event. And really it's more than just once a day. It's several times a day, many times a day, all day. The more we can live that action of meditation, that action of awakening, that action of devotion and loving, the more we begin to experience the divine, the true. We begin to wake up and know that simple life that so many of the great teachers upon this pathway have shared. That simple way, that simple life, that grace, that ease that is available to all of us. But it's not found by listening to someone talk or share. It's not found by attending group meetings. It's found by you sitting alone, sitting alone quietly, closing your eyes and going inside and just sharing your loving with the divine that dwells within you. For truly there's no place you have to go. God dwells within you now. That divine spark that is your soul, that dwells at the seat of the soul, within your own beingness, is God dwelling and waiting, waiting and dwelling within you for that opportunity to come into a greater expression, a greater fulfillment of itself. Every day that we live, whether we're meditating or not, the divine in us, that divine spark, is having experience through all that we experience in these physical bodies, through all of our experience, emotionally, mentally, everything. The divine spark in us is gleaning, gathering through that experience an understanding of the power of loving and the action of creativity in these realms. So nothing is ever wasted. Nothing is ever lost. Everything, everything is to the good of the soul. And the soul is gaining information, gaining awareness, gaining insight and wisdom, and discovering more about its own potential as a loving, creative being. But there is that day when it's time now for us to wake up into the knowing of that and into the living of that more fully than we ever have in the past. For many people, the divine within them is living 
in every moment, but they are unaware. They are unconscious because they are focused down and out and caught up in the world, caught up in the situations, the problems, the challenges, the difficulties. And they are trapped in all of that because of their outer focus. But there is a day when the divine within says, enough, I've experienced it all, we've done it all, it's time now to go home. And all of a sudden we find ourselves pulling away from the crowds, pulling away from the noise, wanting to be off by ourselves, maybe walking more in the countryside, or sitting quietly at home, rather than running out to be with the multitudes. It's because the divine within is beginning a different journey. The journey up to that point was truly to be involved in this world, to involve itself in physical creation, to have experience here, so that it could understand more its potential and to fulfill that potential. But when that time comes, when all that is to be experienced here is experienced here, and when the soul has gleaned the information and understanding and begun to manifest more that which is loving and creativity, then the soul begins to look for the next part of its experience, to continue its journey beyond this creation and even beyond this physical body that we dwell in right now. And so it begins to pull upon us, to call upon us, to withdraw, to let go, to not give so important energy consciously, not to invest ourselves so much in all the things that we thought were so important before, and to begin to be more still, more silent, to be by ourselves. All the great mystics have told us to go and sit and be alone, be still, know thyself, be true to thyself, honor that which is within. The kingdom of heaven is within. And it's for us to eventually respond to that inner pull, to go inside and to honor that which is inside, to wake up into the knowing of who and what is really there and who and what we really are and to begin to live more that which we are, which is God. So if we begin to feel that pull, it's for us to begin to respond to that call, to that pull, and to sit down, to withdraw, to let go. I have seen so many people struggle in this world, trying to make it right, trying to fix their own life, trying to fix others, trying to make the world a perfect place. And that's just fine, because the divine within them is having experience in all of that. And that is how we learn and grow through all those challenges, through all those difficulties, through all those demands and push and wants and needs. That's how we learn and grow. 
But I also know that there will be a day where they will begin to realize that that does not work. Pushing, demanding, needing, wanting, expecting, and all the other things that we do as we focus out into the world do not truly work. And when we come to that day, and when we come to that awareness, as I've seen with others and within myself, there's a challenge that happens. Because all of a sudden we realize maybe we need to do something different. Maybe this isn't really working. And yet, rather than try to do something different, we just keep holding on to the old patterns and doing them over and over and over and wonder why things aren't changing, why things aren't getting better. But eventually in time, there is a place inside of us, at the very center of our soul, the very center of that divine spark, where something truly miraculous happens, where all of a sudden we begin to hear, we begin to feel, we begin to be aware of that inner call, that inner stirring, that inner movement. It comes forward for many people in many different ways. For some, it feels like great loving, like the movement of loving that is taking place inside. And it stirs up in the consciousness of the physical form unworthiness. For others, it's an inner call. They hear something inside of themselves speaking, calling to them. They may even hear their own name being called out. And that they look around and there's nobody there. Who? What? Where are you? What do you want? 